Good morning. Thank you for coming, everyone. We're learning this whole week. This is this week's, right? November? Yeah, yeah. We're learning this whole week um, in memory of Reza Bat Itamar, Itamar's mother, Aleah Sholem, the Anglinoffs in celebration of Leah and Elazar's birthday, and in memory of my mother-in-law's uncle, Beryl Ben Zev, Uncle Bert, who passed away recently. Okay. And B'Shem Kol Yisrael. So, with the men's, uh, in the minion, we began, I guess it was already a week and a half ago, learning Hilchos Hanukkah. We started already a week and a half ago, because Shloshim Yom Kodem Achag, you start 30 days before Hanukkah to start learning the laws of Hanukkah. So, that's what we say about every single holiday, we start learning 30 days before to get ourselves in the right place. Which is the most difficult holiday to do this for? Why? I'm sorry? Oh, no, okay. I mean, I thought you meant just because it's so overwhelming. Sukkot is the hardest because how many days do you have between Yom Kippur and Sukkot? Like 30 days before. Imagine if 30 days before Sukkot, our head was in Sukkot. Where are we 30 days before Sukkot? A week and a half before Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> so there it gets a little bit tricky. But with Hanukkah and, and Terutzim. <laughs> what are you saying? No, ch- listen, Cheshvan's just so filled with uh, Yantivs. No, it's not. Kislev is so filled with Chagim. No, it's not. It's actually it's right there for us. So if that's true regarding learning the Halachot, I feel very strongly to already start right now. I always feel when I get to Hanukkah, maybe you have this also, right? By the menorahs, you have every Sefer that... All these Sfarim also. How much, if you have a little kid, how much time do you have to actually sit by the Neirot in peace, calm, and serenity while you're in the orchard of the Hasidic masters, right? <laughs> Yet. And, it's not, it's not so simple. But, I just feel like, okay, so we're, even though it's a few weeks before Hanukkah already, the light of Hanukkah, I say this every year, and I mean it every year, couldn't come early enough, you know? This light of what Hanukkah is all about. This light of the Oraganus. This light that we we want so badly to to take from. So therefore, yeah, we're a few weeks before. How, many, how long are we before Hanukkah? Right now? Uh, two and a half weeks. So we really have an opportunity now to spend the next few while. Bezrat Hashem, I think we're going to be doing this with all the shirim now. Focus kimat everything on Hanukkah stuff now for the next tkufa. Uh, because of the, the privilege that we have to take advantage of what Hanukkah, some of the aspects of Hanukkah, what Hanukkah is all about, and how much it's really the, the, the light of Mashiach and the light that we all long for and want so badly to incorporate in our everyday life. To get to Reb Tzadok today, though, the piece of Reb Tzadok, we have to do a few hakdamot, a few, a few introductions, a few pieces before we go into the light, into the light of Reb Tzadok. And we're going to see a few things that I think we all know already. I don't think there will be any tremendous chidushim. But um, this shir is very, um, I'm, a very I'm very biased to this shir because it's basically surrounding my favorite words of, that we say on Hanukkah. As a Kohen, my favorite words you say on Hanukkah is, Al yedei kohanecha hakadoshim. That the whole story happened through your holy kohanim, right? Al yedei kohanecha hakadoshim. That everything really happened because the kohanim were on, okay? But there's a, there's a, don't worry, you're all included in this, even if you're not Benos or Eish or Neshos Kohanim. But let's look from the top and talk slowly, slowly. Shloshim v'shesh sha'ot. This is the Gemara in Yerushalmi. Shloshim v'shesh sha'ot. Shimsha ota ha'ora shenivret bayom harishon. For 36 hours, this light that was created on the first day of creation, Shimsha. Was, was there in the world. What does that mean? Shtemesre be'erev Shabbat, v'shtemesre be'leil Shabbat, v'shtemesre be'shabbat. V'haya adam harishon mabit bo misof ha'olam ve'ad sofo. So what does this mean, the 36 hours? There's 36 hours of light that man tasted in the, with the creation of the world. What, is, what are the 36 hours we're referring to over here? We're referring to the 12 hours from Friday afternoon until, well, I guess, however, if it was winter or summer Shabbos, however you want to look at that first Friday. But the first 12 hours of Chatzos of Shabbos until like the, the day of Friday, 
12 hours of Leil Shabbos, 12 hours of the rest of Shabbos. There were 36 hours of this pure light that we always speak about when it talks about Oraganos, that Adam Arishon looked at it and he saw the whole world. He saw everything that would ever happen to anyone through this light. This is one of the explanations of understanding what the Or Haganuz, the concealed light that God created in the creation of the world and then concealed it, this is maybe one of the interpretations of how this is referred to. Now, why is this number 36 important? Huh? We light 36 candles. We're trying to always see the... We're always trying to see in Hanukkah how the light of the menorah is very much connected to this Or HaGanuz, this concealed light that God saved and He gives access to people in every single generation. Now, what does that mean that you have access to this light? What does the world look like when you have this light accessible to you? What does it look like? And that's what we're going to discuss tonight. What is when a person is, is, is accessing the Or HaGanuz, the concealed light, things look different, the world looks different, and we look different. We, we, Hashem looks different. <laughs> not, not that Hashem actually looks different. It's in our perception, things look different. I'll, I'll give you an example. How many of you thought the second before you walked into this room that someone may have an opinion about you based on what you're wearing or the last time you came here? <laughs> Meaning, we all do, you just don't realize it. Every person does. No, and unless you mamish came right now from Meiron and you closed your eyes and he's bodidus for three hours and driving here and you've been in this zone of everything is one, Hashem Echad Echad, I'm just meeting pieces of Hashem right now, and I am nothing of a Efer. So I could ask the question again, every time I'll ask him, more hands will go up. What does it mean to look at the world and opportunity of being alive right now with Or Haganuz, with the concealed light? I don't know. But I know it's not the way we normally look at things and people at ourselves and at Hashem. So we're going to try to try to describe more and more what opportunity Hanukkah gives us to be able to walk into rooms, to be able to interact with people, to be able to interact with ourselves and with Hashem in a different way. And hopefully we'll, we'll hopefully, Bezrat Hashem will have a few weeks to keep on getting closer and closer to what this opportunity really is all about. The Midrash Pinchas, the next one, that's, that's Reb Pinchas Koretzer. It says, Every year on Chanukah, at the moment that you're lighting the candles, this light with which God created the world and then concealed it becomes revealed for a few moments when you're lighting the Chanukah candles. And this is the light of Mashiach. So therefore... It's kedai to do all the hachana possible about what hadlakat nerot is all about if the tzaddikim are telling us that when you're lighting the chanukiah, you're lighting the menorah in your home, it's much more than just being yotze, a, a mitzvah of commemorating a miracle. Much, 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 much more. There's a reason why Chazal told us, You can't use this light, you can't do anything with this light. It just has to be. To be thankful and to admit that the world is so much greater than I usually see things. But the Midrash Pinchas, where Pinchas Kurtz is saying, and this is a lot of the tzaddikim say, when I'm lighting the Chanukiah at that moment, this or that we described that Adam Rishon looked at the world with for 36 hours and then was concealed and God gives it to every generation a little bit, a little bit to those that he could trust that light with, that becomes absolutely accessible in every home during Adlakat Nerot, every time you light the Chanukiah. Even if the minag is, you know, you're, you're, I mean, it's, it happens quite often, you light the menorah, and then right away, what you do? Go cook, or what? Dreidels, or Sufganiyot. You're supposed to stop from work. So for 30 minutes, you're supposed to refrain from work, but that's, that's only sumerah, maybe. Asetov is like, meaning it's true, you have to stop being busy, 
with other things that don't have to do with the Chanukiah, but what are you being busy with? He's saying you're being busy with the light of Mashiach. So if, what does that even mean? That's what we're trying to try to figure out. What does that even mean? To be busy with the light of Mashiach, to be busy with the light of Or HaGanuz, to access the Or HaGanuz. Remember, Alidei Kohanecha, this is a Kohen Shir, right? But you'll see how we all fit into this category. So the Bnei Yisachar says like this, why is this holiday called Chanukah? It's the Lashon of Chinuch. Shehu Chinuch vehergel al le'atid geula hatida. We're educating ourselves in preparation for what's about to happen. What's about to happen? Mashiach is going to come. So we're spending days Chinuch, educating ourselves getting ready for what it's going to be like to live in a reality where this Or HaGanuz, the Or of Mashiach, is the only reality. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. You know, whenever you want to lechanech someone, what are you educating them for? You're educating them for the life they're going to live, hopefully, right? That's what Chinuch is. I'm educating them... I'm giving them a little bit of a hadracha of how to make it in this world. So on Hanukkah, we're, giving, we're getting a hadracha of how to make it in the real world that is about to come, ototo, bezrat Hashem. So that's what Bnei Sacher says. She'az lanu ganus b'shlemut. That this light, this concealed light with which God created the world and then concealed it, will be revealed to us in its entirety, We know there was this light, it existed in the world, and God took it away, and He's waiting to bring it back. But we get glimpses of it, and sometimes these glimpses are a bit more potent, and Hanukkah candles, that moment of being around the candles, is definitely a moment that this light is very much in the air. And it's a time of Chinuch, we're machanaching ourselves, you know, when I believe this so strongly. I once read a whole Maimar that talked about Chinuch, and it said that most, most Jewish girls that grow up in religious homes, the ones that really, it's something sticks with them very strong forever, is much more than anything they learned anywhere in school or anything. I can't tell this to my children because they still go to school, but more, you know, more than anything they ever learned about Yiddishkeit happened to them when they watched their mothers light Shabbos candles. That stuck with them more than anything else they ever learned about Yiddishkeit. So I want to say, you know, our children seeing us in awe of lighting the Chanukiah, describing what we're doing, I believe that that could be a moment of Chinuch to our children to last strong until Mashiach comes and even after. To like be interested in the fact that we have this whole thing called Mashiach and the Geulah Ha'atida. It's a moment of chinuch that needs to be really taken advantage of. This moment of lighting the candles. Okay, now, where did this begin, the Masoret? That Hanukkah candles resemble this light. I know what the Bnei Yisachar said. I know what the Repinchas of Kuritz said. And I even understand what the Gemara and the Yerushalmi and Brachas says. But what, where did this begin, this Masoret, that Am Yisrael understood that lighting candles is one of the greatest things in the world. Where did this begin? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. There was always access in every generation by the tzaddikim. But mitzvahs ner Chanukah, the Gemara says, ish ubeito, the chidush of Chanukah is that that light that was generally only accessed by being around utmost tzaddikim now, the, now what, the, what the holiday did is that it said, now it's in each one of your homes as well. That's the Chiddush. So it was always there. It's always tzaddikim. There's always access to it in every generation. But here the Gemara comes and says, say, hey, that thing which was just, you know, you got to go out and be completely secluded, meet that righteous person, have that privilege of all privileges. Now it's a different story. Ish ubeito. Everyone. Everywhere. So Everyone. Everybody, their 
Ish Rebeitel. Don't they even light Hanukkah candles or menorahs at like uh, bar and bat mitzvahs in America? Did you ever, you never saw that? They have a, they do have a, a candle lighting ceremony. A candle lighting ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sim- Ikea. Right, but it's a it's candle lighting Ikea. ceremony. Yeah, why? No, 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 not during Hanukkah. They used to, right? Not on Chan- no, 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 I'm saying a candle a candlelighting ceremony. Where did this come from? Why did we do, I mean, I, I don't know if they, I think they still do this in a, right? What's that? No, no, no. Exactly. Not in the from world. What's that? I, I was at a few of them, and it was a menorah. It was, they lit a menorah when I, when I was in Los Angeles. One million percent. It was whatever. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily eight. It, it could have been twelve. It didn't matter. What it, twelve. Oh, for the Shvatim. No, I, I remember the I didn't ever do it, but I remember the Seeing it as twelve, you like call up different relatives. Oh, very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kibudim. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just connecting to what you're saying that this minag of like light, of candles. It's like you know everyone. What's so funny is that if you know, it's true that the, the holiday of Hanukkah is definitely everyone all over the place. But if any of them knew what the story of Hanukkah was, I doubt you know that they would celebrate it. Let's think about it for a second, right? Can you imagine? But you don't want to go to someone and say, listen, I want to explain to you why you probably don't want to light these candles, right? So you just light the candles, don't ask too many questions, right? It's like, honestly, half the streets that are named in this country about, you know, more modern names, do you know how many people would refuse to live on streets named on these, after certain people? Ben Arz, whatever. Ramat Raziel. Do you know who Raziel was? I think it was David Raziel. Whatever. This is a, a tangent. We're, we're, we're keeping the light. <laughs> we're letting them light the lit. The, the, keep, the, keep it lit. That's, that's the point. It's funny. When I was walking to my... My brother uh, had a concert on Cholamayid in the Ramada. And I was walking to the... I was walking behind this whole group of like real yeshiva like like young guys on fire. And they started singing one of his songs and then another group of Hevra over there were, were, were heard them, heard their, what they were singing. They started singing and then one of the guys says, wow, Beryl, this place is lit. Right? And I was thinking, wow, that's actually what, you know, Hanukkah is with the candle when you, you know, this place is lit. So you just keep the light on. You don't, you don't, you don't turn the light off. But where, again, Ephel's... Where in Armasore did this start to come down as an Indian that we realized that the appreciation for Nerot is so, so precious? And actually, I did a chuppah last week of, I told you about this chavra, this chassan and kala, that um, the chassan was the neighbor of the boy from Harnof. Did I tell you about this last week? The next door neighbor. So they also had, you know, when you go up to the chuppah, you always have like a little table where there's like the, the wine and the cups and there's rings. Here there was, there was that table, the ksuba. But then there was another smaller table right before you got to the bigger table. And it was packed with candles that they lit. And they lit in memory. And they had me mention probably five or six ancestors. And also the Rebbe, Rebbe Nachman, Rebbe Tzadok, Rav Kook, Rebbe Shlomo, the Pia Setzner. They, they had me mention all these tzaddikim and tell everyone there's a candle in honor of each person that we're mentioning right now. And they said, can you talk about, can you speak a little bit about the power of, of candles, of light, why we light candles under the chuppah? I didn't, I forgot to, but I'm thinking now, like back to it, it's like, wow, they, some people are very sensitive to this, of, like, of, of always having a candle lit and what that brings out. There's shuls where the candle's lit all the time. Not just the ner tamid, that's not really a candle, right? But I'm saying there's shuls where the candle, candles are lit all day long. Where did this come from? That's the concept of ner tamid. I'm saying besides a ner tamid that you have in shul, people light in memory of people. All the time. By Spartan, this is... By the Spartan, this is... On your side, you light also? Nachon, nachon. Ne'er Hashem Nishmas Adam, 
Ne'er Mitzvah, the Torah, or there are all these concepts. I want to focus, though, back to the Kohen. I want to focus again back to this line. This is a very famous Ramban in Parshat Baalotcha. There's a very interesting story in Parshat Baalotcha that Aaron Cohen gets a little bit downhearted. Why does he get a little bit sad? Why does Aaron Cohen get a little bit sad? Does anyone remember? Whoever speaks just a, a little, uh, this room is a little bit tricky. I can't, I can't hear someone that's sitting over here. So just if you say something, just if you could do it louder. Who is saying something? Like the Nesim, right? So what is, what, what's his consolation? That he's going to light, and that's going to be forever. Let's look inside. Amor le'aron. Al tila lagdula mizot atamucham. You are destined for tremendous greatness. Hakorbanot, calls man shebeta mikdash kayam enoagim. As long as the base mikdash is around, the korbanot will be there. But, but there's no base mikdash, there's no korbanot. Aval hanerot leolam el pnei menorah. But the light is something else. The candles are something else. They are there forever. Meaning, no one tells us today, listen, there's no Beis HaMikdash, don't light any candles. But they do say, there's no Beis HaMikdash, don't bring Korbanot. So, wait a second. Hold on a second. The candle that Aaron Akoyan was to light, that's not Batel with the Korban Beis HaMikdash? If there's no Beis HaMikdash... There's no light in Beis HaMikdash to, 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 to light. Nahon? So what are we saying when we're saying that the light of Aaron, even though the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, the Korbanot stop, what do we mean that his light continues? The light ended with the Chorban of the Beit HaMikdash, the lighting, the act of lighting. You understand? The Shaila is like this. We keep on saying Aaron was consoled because he was told, listen, the Korbanot that you're not bringing right now that, that's going to have an end, because there's going to be a Chorban based on Migdash. But your light will always be lit. But what light are we talking about there? The light that you light in the base on Migdash, the menorah in the base on Migdash. Um, unless I'm in misinformed, we haven't lit the menorah of the base on Migdash from the same time that we haven't brought a Korban to the base on Migdash. So what, was the cons- what kind of consolation is that to Aaron Akorn? It's not true. That light is also Gamarno. Ah, so the Ramban says like this. What was Moshe Rabbeinu telling Aaron Akoin? He was telling him, your Indian is going to be something that lasts everything. Zatomeret? Yeah, there's going to be a Khurban based on Mikdash. And there's not going to be any korbanot anymore. And what else is not going to be? For a while, the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. But your zera, your offspring, are going to bring something into the world that's going to keep light lasting forever, no matter what the deepest, darkest galus is. You know these stories of the tzaddikim, or pashtayidin in the Holocaust, that what they did in order to light menorah. How many, ta- how many tales like this do we have? Where does it come from? It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. It doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter what will ever happen. The light of Aaron Akoyan is still in the world in the schut of, I hate to say this, not the schut of shuls. Not the ner tamid in the shul. Not the candles you light in the shul. In the schut that every year we have the light that the chashmonai, the, 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 the kohanim, brought into the world, the children of Aaron Akon, the grandchildren, the offspring of Aaron Akon, af achar churban begaluteinu. The Ramban is saying a tremendous chiddush here, that that's what he was already told by Chanukah Samishkan, that Chanukah is going to be in the world forever, and it's going to be in Yerzchus, and that's what consoled Aaron Akon. So the consolation of Aaron Akon is that Chanukah will always be in the world, and it seems that it, once Aaron Akoin knew Hanukkah would always be in the world, he was calm. He was okay. He knew everything else would be okay. Let's understand now. Finally, Rabbi Reb Tzadok Akoin, we'll see how much we could do. Bottom piece. From, this is from the first ot of pre-tzadik in, 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 in Hanukkah. 
עיקר הנס היה בחנוכה, מה שניצחו החשמונאים במתי מספר את היוונים, שהיו מולכים בכל העולם והיו עם רב. So, this is a famous question. What is the miracle of Hanukkah? What is the celebration of Hanukkah about? Is it the war that we won? Or is it Nes Pach Hashemen? Or is it the, 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 the miracle of the oil? What do, we, what, do we, what do you guys feel? What's the hot, what is the Iker Nes? The war, huh? Nes Pach Hashemen? You have machlokas here? Shoshana, you're whispering. Yeah? That's, why, that, that, that's where a lot of the achronim say, listen, look at Alanisim, look at how we talk, look at what we talk about. Listen. There's all these decrees. And then it talks about even more, the war. Masarta giborim biyad chalashim. It seems that we're speaking about the war. Now, So there it goes into, wait a second. What was the war? Or the, or the, or the, or the miracle of the... Oh, you're saying about al Nachon, but the beginning is all about the war. Nachon. And that's what he starts over here. That's why he says, Ikar Anes, listen, there's no two ways about it. I think about this also. What was the Ikar of the Nes of 1948? Was it that we won this crazy war or that Jews started coming home? Nachon. That's why people talk about Hanukkah being the, the basically the, uh, what's the right word? The, uh, the kilo, the dugma of like, Hanukkah is the, is the light of, of, of Torah Shabbat of like this world of doing miracles already in our times. In 1948 resembles both the, the kilo, the chashmonaim going out to war, and then the binyan ha'aretz coming back home as the neis pach hashemen. But he starts off here by saying like this, Iker The Iker was the war, that the Yevanim, the Greeks, were ruling most of the world. They were such a big nation. And we came and did this thing, just like Mamash in 1948. It's like the same, you know, it's, it's the same symmetry in, in, this, in this regard. Aval hanes shaya bashemen hayarak mitzad Hashem barach. Meaning the miracle of winning the war, that was Hashem giving us strength and us doing something, right? But the miracle that had to do with the Nez Pach Hashem and what did we do in order to have the Nez Pach Hashem? That was Mitzad Hashem Barach. It was God saying, hey, hey, I want to be part of the, the festivities too. I'm going to give you something that's just me. I'm going to do something crazy right now, right? The war, we could have a taina. It was you and me, you gave me koach, I fought, I did it with you. But the Nez Pach Hashemen is different. He's saying... Well, you, could say that the, you could say that the same way that you just said, that when Ma'al said that the, the 1948 was Gam so you could say the war was one side, but the fact that they even looked for a Pach Hashemen and that they wanted to light the menorah, like, they didn't go out and, like, you know, celebrate... You, you could say, I'm just saying what, what he's saying over here. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just translating Reb Tzadok over here. I agree with you. He's saying... Like, that's Reb Tzadok's word. I'm just giving over Reb Tzadok right now. Why? God's saying, listen, lighting in times of great victory is like, this is my chavivut. Like, I love this. I like this. So Reb Tzadok is differentiating. He's saying, the mitzvah, so far he's saying, the miracle of the war is ki'ilu gam vegam, but the whole inyan of bringing down the miracle itself of the oil is like, is mamash, 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 mitzad Hashem itbarach. That's how he's starting off. She'israel mitzidam kevan she'timu kol ha'shmanim ve'lo ayalem shemen ayu p'turim mimitzvat hadlaka menorah. 
דאונס רחמנא פטרי, וכל שכן שלא היו מחויבים למסור נפשם בעד מצווה זו. You know that they were able to light with, with impure oil, you know that, right? The halacha is that there's only impure oil, you, you're allowed to still light. There was, this was the hidur mitzvah. We're not talking about the miracle of lasting for eight days, we're just talking about the fact that there was pure oil was a miracle in itself. So he's saying over here, it's amazing. They, all the shmanim were impure, they, and they were patur from the mitzvah of lighting the menorah because ones rachmana patre. That means when you're when it co- coerced into a situation and you can't do anything about the situation, you're patur from trying to figure out how to fulfill it. Yeah. They could. No, patr means you're exempt. It doesn't mean that you didn't. It means you're not chayev. That's the whole chap here. The, uh, unless I misunderstood what you said. Patur means you're exempt from something. You don't have to. Nachon. And yet... You can, but you mean... Exactly. You can. You're patur. But it doesn't mean that you can't. You can. You can light with, with impure oil. If there's nothing else left. That's what he's trying to say. Is it not? I'm sorry if it was unclear. Okay. And, and all the more so, what's definitely not the situation is that there's no Indian of being Moser Nefesh for this. That's what he ended off here. They didn't have to have Mesiris Nefesh to find a pure jug of oil. That you didn't have to have either. It's just that what? Rak Sheher Ahashemid Barach. אז שחביבת הדלקה המנורה לפניו, השם יתברך שורס יסיים, I want you to know what really gets to me. Something about these candles, something about lighting a menorah, something about lighting, like causing light to be, it's the so beloved to me. המציא לפניהם בנס שמן להדלקת הנרות. And he basically made it appear for them with this miracle of שמן and the הדלקה of the נרות, but Reb Tzadok is really attributing this all to... Hashem, saying Hashem, Hashem brought this out to the world. The Nes, I join, the Nes of the Shemen is Hashem saying, look at this, I love this. This touches my heart more than anything. And maybe that's what aroused within us the Ratzon to not be okay with lighting impure oil, but going, the, going for the... Yeah, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense why they would be most of their nefesh to do this. Meaning they got a taste of what really, really touches the Ribbon HaShlonam. And when you get a taste of what really touches the Ribbon HaShlonam, even if you're not Chayav, you, you go the extra. Whatever the extra is, you go for it and you do it. So I want to say something up until now. It could be, I think this, hopefully this makes a little bit of sense. How do you know when you tasted the Or HaGanuz? How do you know when you accessed the Or HaGanuz that we started speaking about in the beginning? When you're not chayav to do something, but you get a taste of how much it means to Hashem, and you're willing to do anything for it, even if it doesn't make any sense, and even if you're not chayav. And maybe this is the beginning of accessing the, the whole story of the connection of Or HaGanuz and Hanukkah. V'ze inyan, ma she'neemar b'midrash rabba, when it was told to Aaron Akoin, listen, your Indian is this, these candles, this light being in touch with what really means the most to Hashem, this is your chilek. This is your chilek, Aaron Akoin. When you, when, you, when you lift up the candles, Again, the korbanot, once there's no Beis HaMikdash, there's no korbanot. The light of Aaron HaKohen, the light of wanting to do extra, the light of wanting to add something that you're not mechuyav to add, that light of adding, of, do, of going extra, this is Aaron HaKohen's light and it will be there forever. Again, the Or HaGanuz, the concealed light that we... What's the or that's not ganuz? What's the light of the Torah that's not ganuz? The light that tells me you do this and you don't do this. This is right 
This is wrong. This is kosher. This is treif. That's also light. But it's not the or haganuz. The or haganuz, the concealed light is the things I'm not chayav to do, but I can't imagine not doing it. Is there any halacha that says that a husband has to bring flowers to his wife on Erev Shabbos? You're probably going to tell me yes, but, but there isn't, right? There's a general mitzvah of a simach as ishto, but there's all these drushes on this. All the things that are the extra, all the add-ons, that's or haganuz. This is the light of the Kohen. This is the light of Arana Kohen. This is the light that's always there, that's alive forever. So third to bottom paragraph. Rak inyan hadlakat nerot. So what is the ikar, what is the concept of lighting the nerot? What did Aaron Akorn merit? He merited the concept of Torah Shabalpeh. What's Torah Shabalpeh? What does that mean? What does the oral Torah mean over here in this context? What do you think the or what is the light of the Torah Shabalpeh? It's not a trick question. I'm asking like a very pushed question. What does it mean? What's Torah Shabbat Peh? What's the oral Torah? What does that even mean? I think it's our understanding of this. Like when you understand, you go out and you take it on. You take it upon yourself. Like, not for you, but like, because you feel like you want to be more. Okay, no, so I said taking on more. What else is in? Living and involving. And, you know, that it's What's the holiday of Hanukkah? <laughs> the holiday of Hanukkah is Or Torah Shebaalpeh. We could have gone through Hanukkah, and we could have come to a very kosher, kosher and even holy conclusion. The Torah says, huh? Without a, or, right, I'll commemorate it. But more than that, like, well, listen, Baal Tosif, the Torah tells me, don't add. Right? And in the name of holiness, I'd be like, this was really special. But, Atkan, right? No, the light, of, the light that emanated from the, from the whole energy of what Hanukkah brought to the world, both the physical war, the miracle through the physical Yeshua, and the spiritual Yeshua, made me trust myself that I have something to add to this world that didn't exist until now. So trusting ourselves, I want to say, is the light of Torah Shabbat. Trusting ourselves that when we experience godliness in the world, Hashem trusts us and we have to trust ourselves that we can make, now don't misquote me, now I'm saying now everyone should make new yantivs, but that we can bring chidushim to the world. Within the parameters of 100%. Back, you see, back then, it was all... It, it's a whole story. Back then, it, it seems that Beit Chashmonai were reigning over, over everything. And also, it was total mayhem. Like, no one knew what was going on. They took the Malchus to themselves, which is one of the reasons why they got punished afterwards, because it was taken from Beis David and put into Beis, Beis Leving through Aaron. It's a whole story. Maybe we'll get to that next week. No one knew what, what to do, but there was a unity that came within the Am that we can do this, we could, set, we could set something new that didn't exist because we have to trust ourselves based on what we just experienced. We see today the biggest rift within the from world is that people, there's not this trusting between, amongst ourselves that whatever is established should be. Without getting into the whole you know, Zionist question, but there's a, it's a very, that we need the light of the menorah more than ever to shine into Am Yisrael as a cloud you can do this. You're Torah Shabbat You can do this. You can add. And you can trust yourself. Is that the difference between Torah, you know, the right and Torah Rabbanon? Because, like, it identifies in the Gomorrah, like, the thing, like, you can't add a fifth uh, species. You can't add another paragraph of Shema. You can't add in those ways. So, is that the difference? I think it is. Meaning, like, when Zahava said before, Baal Tosif, that's what the Torah says. So, what does that say in the light of anyone that's connected to Torah Shabbat Peh? Well, the Baal Shem Tov had a beautiful way of making shalom with all this. Because it's a good question. How could you add? It's a great question. 
even within the parameters of halacha. Of course, against halacha, we're not even talking about that. I'm saying within the world of halacha, how could you add? So the Bashem said like this, the Pesach says in Tehillim, Torah Sashem Temima. That means that the Torah that came from Hashem, which is, obviously we're referring right now to Matan Torah, Har Sinai, was Tam from the Lashon of complete. It, everything that ever, anyone will ever mechadesh was given to Moshe Rabbeinu with those 40 nights. Because during the day he was learning Torah Shebichsav, the Zohar says, and at night he was learning Torah Shebaal Peh. He was learning every, any chidosh that anyone will ever be given. So when I have a chidosh of something, and I think I added, it's a wink to make me feel good about myself, but really, that was also already given to Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai, says the Baal Shem Tov. So it's not really, I don't really mosif, but, the, but Hashem created a space for me to feel like I'm mosif in the world. Because if I really mosif something that never existed, I probably can't say the word Torah about it. I'll just say, chidush ba'al peh. But the fact that I'm saying Torah ba'al peh means this, was, this is Hashem's humility that like He makes me feel, you know, you ever have when your child tells you what they think is a chidush? It happens to me all the time with students. They, t- you know, t- not here. Here, everything's a chiddush. But other places, people will tell me stuff, and I, you know, it happened recently in a really, in a really profound. And it was like Hashem testing me. Someone was like really trying to uh, show that they were, that they they're holding in a certain subject, and they said, "And you know what? There's a whole tire from Rav Cook that even even Rav Cook says." That, that to, to come to Eretz Yisrael, there shouldn't be any cheshbons, because of Sichon Melech Cheshbon. You ever hear that one? He says to me. Now, I know already how this person heard that vort, right? That person heard that vort, it's a long story, through a bunch of students that he knew that were learning here about the famous story that we say every year, that Rav Kook told these people about Sichon Melech Cheshbon. So at that moment, it was such a test that I wanted to say to the person, do I know that story? And I said to him, oh my God, what a fort. That, you know. And, I, and I, felt, I felt the wink also from him, like, yes, you know, that was great. But I, it's like this, with Torah Shabbat Pem, you don't think the miracle of Hanukkah was given to Meshur Rabbeinu on Sinai? He saw everything. He lived in the Oraganus. You don't think other Mauritians saw the miracle of Hanukkah those 36 hours? Of course he did. It's, it's light where you see the whole world. You see everything. But the humility of Hashem is to create this space of saying, you have something to add. You have something to add within the confines of this world. You have something to add. Add it. Add it. Not, and, and the Baal Shem Tov says, the Shalom is that you're not really soter anything. You're not contradicting anything. Add it. Add this light. It's been waiting for you to bring back from resurrect, you know, up, up into the world. And this is the light of Aaron Akoin. This, this is what the Kohen, this is what the light of Beit Chashmonai brought into the world. What does it mean that the light of Beit Chashmonai, they brought light into the world? It doesn't mean that they brought something new. It's that they brought, they gave space for people to come and shine their own light into the world in a manner that's accepted and became part of the Masoret. So, um... The third, the bottom paragraph again. Rak inyan adlakata neirot aikai shezacha shelo nitan akoach laair or Torah shebal pe. Zeh akoach nitan leAharon leofia uleair belev kol Israel or Torah shebal pe al yedei hadlakat neirot amikdash through the lightings, lighting of the candles in the base of mikdash. That first Hanukkah, right? It gives, a, it gives a chance for any Yid until Mashiach comes to light the menorah in their home and feel that this is mamish connected to what makes the most difference in the world, connected to the concealed light. from the Sifri, from the Midrash. This is a very interesting Midrash we have on Aaron Akoin. It says, why does the Torah tell us Vayas Ken Aaron, that Aaron did what he was told? To teach us that he didn't deviate. He didn't start doing something else, but he, he did what he was told. And everyone asks, what's such a big chap that Aaron Akoin didn't deviate? We should say, Shkoyach, thank you for not, not listening. It doesn't make sense. What's the big chap over here? And every year we have different answers to this shayla. 
ולא מצינו שיכתוב כן הכתוב על שום קורבן ומצווה. When someone does something good in the Torah, we don't see ever that Rashi says, להגיד שבחו שלא שינה. You ever realize that? The only time Rashi tells us שכוח for not deviating is by Aaron Akoin and the light in the Beis HaMikdash. Reb Tzodek says, you don't see any other mitzvah someone does or a korban someone brings. And Rashi says, ah, you know what we're telling us? That, why is the Torah telling us they're bringing this korban? To show us that they actually brought the korban they were told to bring. We don't see this about any korban. We don't see this about any mitzvah. We only see this lashon of yeshar koach shaloshina to tell us shbach that you didn't deviate only when it comes to Aaron Akoin and lighting in the base of Megdash. Why? Why only here? Do you understand the question? Why only here? Rak Dekai, this is speaking about Al Inyan Omek Mechuvan Hanerus, Shehu Lehair Or Torah Shebealpe Belibot Israel. This is so deep. I know Reb Tzadok's heart, I know this shir is harder than most shirim, but I'm telling you, sometimes like moments like this, it's mamish worth it. What, what is Reb Tzadok saying? What's the hardest thing in the world to do? To trust yourself. It's the hardest thing in the world to trust that you have or Torah Shabbat Peh to bring into the world. Why is the only place that Rashi gives a Yeshe Koyach to someone for doing what they were told to do, by Aaron Akoin lighting, because the whole Inyan of Aaron Akoin lighting is about the light that you have to bring into the world and trusting yourself. It's so easy to not move forward in the name of all these Bilbulim and Terutzim you have in your head. But to be able to follow through with the light of your Torah Shabbat Peh to bring it to the world, Yeshar Koach Shiloshinita. For not letting a suffix come into your head, telling you it's probably not so good. You see, every time a person has a good thought and they write it down or they share it with someone, it's Aaron Akon lighting the menorah. But, but the, the, there's so many voices, I can't begin to tell you, on a daily basis, that tell you, just do what the Torah says and don't do what the Torah doesn't say. So that's not the Yesha Koach Shiloshinita. You're not going to get any Shkoyachs there. You're just doing the right thing. You get a shakayach, you get a lahagid shbacha, shel Aaron praising you that you trusted your light and you had something to share and you did it in the world. And you, you, you had a thought, you filmed yourself and you shared it. You had a good thought, you, you wrote it down and you actually shared it. You had something to add and you went for it, that's the shakayach you get. And this is, the lonit paresh betzivui, this whole Torah we're talking about right now, you can't be commanded to do this. Rak beremez. It's only in a hint. So you can't be commanded. Hashem can't tell you, trust your Torah Shabbat Peh. It's all hidden. It's all because it's got to be your Chiddush. And this is what Aaron Akon gives us the Koyach to do, to believe. Al yedei ko'anecha akdoshim. To believe, not only I can go out and win a war, wage a war against tons of nations, but I could also be shayach to the Torah and bring something to the world that kiv yachol, so to speak, never existed before. Someone once said about the Baal Shem Tov, they said, you know what the greatest midah of the Baal Shem Tov was? He said, what? He said, he was a brave man. I never thought of it like that. He was brave. We have all these tyras, he was holy, he was kardash kardashim, he must have been humble. He was brave. He was brave. The Kohanim were brave, not just on the battlefield, but in the Torah, or in the Torah Shabbat Peh field, they were brave. This is the light that lasts forever. That's what Aaron Akoin was told, and this is what Absalak is For the future generations, to add to the Torah, or to bring up something that, you know, you're not sure you're not sure about, or to make some chiddush into the world, you come to the kohanim. And then it says, Whatever they say, you go with. It's amazing. Reb Tzadok is a 
coin, right? Rav Kook was a coin. There's something in it to be connected to. And the Bashanta wasn't a coin as far as we know, but there's this midah of kehuna, which is being brave. And being brave means trusting your chiddush. And it's very hard. But that light, when you, when you tune into it, that light lasts forever. The light of Hanukkah comes to give light, to shine, the light of the oral Torah. They shine this light into the hearts of every Yid. What light are we referring to when we say Or Torah Shebaal so they want to say, Or Haganuz. The 36 hours where it was shining in the world, the first Friday and Shabbos of the world, connected the 36 lights, the candles that we light on Hanukkah. There are many, many, many more Meshalim. Um, uh, there are many more uh, connections showing the Or Haganuz, the Or Hanukkah, but for today... What we wanted to see, what I, what I, we're not going to get to the Chatan so fair, but what I, what I wanted to see was really, what I wanted to show, was to show myself really, to, as we're learning this, is, is to believe in, believing in our own Chiddush is not a nice thing. It's, it's, it's a must. Just like Hanukkah is not a nice thing. You have to. Now, we could, we could chop this all, we could just bring a whole shlemus to this in the, most, in the greatest way. You know what the koyach of the Rabbanan is, of Torah Shabbat is? You know what bracha you say on the lighting of the candles? What bracha? What's the words? Asher kiddushanu b'mitzvosav v'tzivanu, that God sanctified us through His mitzvahs and commanded us to light the light of Hanukkah. Really? Show me where that's written. Show me where that's written. Where is it? Where is it written that God commanded us? I could say, I'll show you where that's written. I'll show you where all the other, many other, where does it say? Where did God command us? Where did God command us to light the Hanukkah candles? Where? This. This is the Kiddushanu Mitzvotah Betzivanu. This is the headquarters of it. Hanukkah is the headquarters of Torah Shemalpeh. This is where it is. We have the same thing by Purim. Asher Kiddushalom Mitzvotzav Betzivanu Al Mikra Megillah. Really? Where? This is the light of Torah Shemalpeh. It's the light of Eretz Yisrael. It's light of anything that you, that you have to be brave enough to believe in. You bring down the Kiddushalom Mitzvotzav Betzivanu. That's what Hanukkah does. So we should be Zolcha Be'ezer Hashem to become brave people that learn and learn and learn and have more and more bitul, making more and more space for Hashem's wisdom, so that when I do shine what I think is a chiddush in the world, I can get the stamp of Asher Kiddushanam Mitzvos of Vitzivanu. And, and this is the light of Aaron Akoyan, and this light lasts forever. When you do that, that's a light that lasts forever in this world. So Bezot Hashem will continue next week with more, more Hanukkah.